This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hi everyone, this is Anna here. Just a note to say that this podcast episode was recorded before we heard the very sad news that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II had died. And uh, we as the trustees, staff and all who are part of BRF are really just deeply saddened by this news. And we want to extend our deepest sympathy uh, to the King and to the Royal Family. And I know that many of you will be thinking about how to process this with your children and young people this week and beyond. Um, So if you go onto our website, parentingforfaith.org, and type Queen in the search bar, uh, we've got some suggestions and ideas just to help you through that. Um, Everything else stands. Our Facebook Live events will be happening this week as planned. The only change is to the Zoom online course. Um, There was supposed to be a meeting for church hosts on Monday the 19th, uh, which will not be happening as a mark of respect. Uh, We'll be sending out an email to the church hosts, and you're welcome to contact us with any questions there. Uh, Here's the rest of the episode. Uh, This is episode one of season four and it is a brand new season. We are calling it Heads Up. We want to know what do you want a heads up on? What can you see coming down the track that's going to affect your children and your teenagers? So that could be seasonal things like Halloween and Christmas. Um, It could be things that are influencing them like films and games and toys. It could be things to do with growing up, like sexuality and um, things that are we're seeing going on around in our world. So like the cost of living and the financial struggles that many people are experiencing at the moment. What issues can you see coming down the track that you would love us to explore and dig into? So we've got loads of guests already lined up, but we'd love your ideas uh, for topics and guests and also your questions, your comments, suggestions. Please, please, please get in touch. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or our website, parentingforfaith.org. And we're not going to be having the questions as part of our podcast episodes anymore. It was getting a bit confusing having a chat about one thing and then a question about something else. So we'll have some bumper question and answer episodes and we're always happy to reply to you individually. So we haven't stopped doing questions. Please keep them coming. But we wanted to give a little bit more time as we interview our guests. Uh, So, yeah, the episodes will be more focused on that interview and then the questions will be separately. Uh, Well done on getting little people or big people back to school or nursery or whatever that looks like for you. I hope you had a good summer. Uh, We have got a couple of events coming up right away. So tonight, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, so Tuesday the 13th of September, we've got a Facebook Live event on confidence and anxiety. The amazing Rachel Turner, who's the founder of Parenting for Faith and who loves a difficult question, um, is going to be tackling that. So eight o'clock if you've got under fives, 8.30 if you've got primary school age and nine o'clock for preteens and teenagers. Um, If you've missed that and you're listening to it later, it's available on Catch Up. Just go onto our Facebook page and you can watch that back. And as I said before, still feel free to send us in questions afterwards. We'd love those. And then we've got the Parenting for Faith online course starting on Zoom on the 26th of September. Now, this is where we really dig into the five key tools that we keep talking about, uh, which are just tools you can learn and have in your back pocket ready to use at any time uh, to help the children and teenagers in your life meet and know God. And it really, really helps to have a time in the diary to do this and people to do it with. 
So you can sign up as an individual um, and that way we get to know you a little bit. We ask a few questions about the age of your children and your background and try and um, match you into a small group of people who can journey alongside you. It's the same people every week, so you don't have to keep introducing yourselves and you can really form community uh, from people who've done it before. They've often stayed in contact afterwards and really appreciated that connection with other people, but with kids at a similar age and stage. Um, or you can sign up as a church. I know many of you have done this with our teens course last year and our babies and toddlers course in the summer. So we give you unlimited logins for your church so you can invite as many people as you want. And we do all the uh, making it happen. We deliver all the content. And all you have to do is tell people uh, the link and to be there. And then we give you your own breakout room just for your church or your group um, where you can discuss and you know, build on this as community together. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes or go onto our website, parentingforfaith.org and click on events, upcoming events. But I'm going to hand over now to Becky, who is going to interview Nate Morgan Locke of Popcorn Parenting, all about movies. Uh, welcome to the podcast. And I'm Becky Sedgwick, part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. And this is our heads up season of podcasts where we're looking about how to get one step ahead when it comes to kids and faith, things that might be coming up in their lives. But today we're going to think about movies and how to get a heads up on spotting the opportunities we have when we're watching a movie with our kids so we can help them understand God a little bit better. And I'm here with Nate Morganlock of Popcorn Parenting. So, Nate, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh-huh. Well, hello, Becky. Nice to join you. Um, yes, my name is Nathan James Hamden Morganlock, or you can call me Nate if that's easier to remember. Um, and I live in Eastbourne with my wife and my two children, aged currently 12 and 10. And I, amongst other things, am the, a co-host of the Popcorn Parenting podcast, uh, which is about movies, mythology, and the Messiah. And we'll probably get into that later on. A um, little bit more background. I grew up in a Christian home, uh, which is actually named Narnia. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Narnia. You can find it just off the M6 uh, near Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've always loved uh, stories and storytelling. And now I get to enjoy uh, great stories with my kids and uh, to encourage them to see themselves as part of the grand story that God is telling uh, throughout history. That's great. So... I tripped across popcorn parenting when I did a, a Google search on sort of Christian parenting podcasts. And I was, well, the name popcorn parenting drew me in immediately, of course, but the strap line, movies, myths, and mythology and the Messiah. Can you just unpack that a bit? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they all begin with M, which uh, all good Christian things have alliteration, <laughs> don't they? Um, but yeah, really, I, so my title that I sort of I took to myself was the Reformed Mythologist, which basically just describes my theology and my interests. So I'm Reformed. I believe in you know Reformed Christianity. Uh, salvation is found in Christ alone, through grace alone, by faith alone, in the scriptures alone, to the glory of God alone. And I love stories and storytelling. So mythos is just the, the Greek word for story. Um, we tend to think of it as a particular kind of story, 
Um, but really, it lends itself to all kinds other types of story as well, whether it's uh, fairy tales or fables or mm. uh, little children's young adults literature or any kind of storytelling you can think of. I'm interested in doing that, um, in studying that and seeing the power of it, the way that it it tends to grab hold of us and, and build a world in which we live. So uh, it's about movies. That seems to be culturally the best way for us to tell stories now. It's the you know, most profitable, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, and that marriage of moving pictures and sound is a very effective way of immersing someone in a story. Um, so movies just happen to be a kind of accidental thing, really. Mythology, because it's about stories and storytelling. Um, and then Messiah, because as Christians, it really is all about Jesus and seeing him as uh, the central character of the story that God is telling through history um, and the one whose story we can't help but keep telling uh, in uh, in the films and picture books that we we write and share. So uh, yeah, movies, mythology and the Messiah, or if you prefer family films and faith in Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so but but one of the things that Parenting for Faith is that we we really know that faith is something permeates our every day, and we want to equip parents and carers to make the jump really from this is who God is, maybe in the Bible or in your experience, to this is what being a follower of Jesus looks like in the everyday when you're on the street corner waiting for your friends to rock up uh, for school, when you're in trouble, when you're having the best day in the world, all these things. Um, we know as adults that we draw on God and we just mm-hmm. want to help our kids do that. And movies are part of our every day, mm. you know, and, and you talk about storytelling and that's again, really powerful, isn't it? When you can see yourself reflected in a story and, and sort of mm-hmm. start to consider things. So how can parents and carers help their, their kid see God in movies or understand mm-hmm. God better in movies? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, as I said, I, I think the the primary place we, we're going to see God is going to be in the scriptures. But then when we are uh, watching films, I think our starting point should be um, that this is God's world and the people who made this film were made in the image of God. And so they are, whether they like it or not, <laughs> going to be um, using the things that God has made uh, to speak to other people made in the image of God. So so really God is all, already in one sense a a an essential part of the making of a film. So all all things um you know come under kind of uh, God's kind of sovereignty. Yeah. Really. Um but if it's about sort of parents how do they help their children to see see God in the film? I I really don't have a kind of um a blueprint or a set of questions that I go into each film with. I really let the film tell me really let the the film, you know, what is this film about? Who is it about? What happens in the film? Why, why does it work in this particular way? What, who's the main character? What, what do they want? Where do they go? How, who do they meet? So really let the film do the work really of, of communicating itself and the story that it wants to tell. And that kind of requires you to pay attention. So I think one of the things that is great for parents to do together with their children 
is to actually sit down and watch a whole film together. And I yeah. think the tricky thing with a lot of our, you know, media consumption is that, you know, everyone's in their own room with their own screen. <laughs> and mm. there's something just very, very simple about saying, why don't we sit together on the sofa and we will sit and watch a film all the way through. That can be tricky for different age groups and, you know, got younger children who might, um, you know, not want to sit through a whole feature length film. But there is something about sitting side by side and watching something together, whether you do that at home or whether you do it going to the cinema, um, if you can afford it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's interesting. And, and it's part, I, I know my experience of, of doing that with my kid is that it's perfectly possible for me to sit there and actually not be immersed in the film at all. Mm-hmm. Just be accompanying mm-hmm. her while yeah. she enjoys the film. Yeah. And there's a huge difference, isn't there, between actually engaging with the film one to one and, oh, look at that, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Or, Ooh. You know, yeah. that's that's so much more powerful than just being present while your child consumes. That's right. And, you know, not picking your phone up and, and sort of checking, yeah. um, checking the news or something. But I, I think that's part of it. The other part of it is um, when a film or a particular movie or, or even like a series of films, when it grabs hold of you as a family and you mm. really do enjoy it, then that can actually be something you revisit. So so Christmas films, interestingly enough, are probably the films that people watch more than anything else because, well, it wouldn't be Christmas if we didn't watch, you know, um, Arthur Christmas or The Snowman or, or yeah. um, Muppets That's Christmas Carol yeah. or whatever it might be. Um, so those are opportunities, I think, for us as families to, to, to be together and to and to enjoy a great story well told um and that then becomes the starting point from which you might then be having um conversations about how how does this relate to what we believe as christians yeah yeah that the conversations everything isn't it now i've got a bit of confession at this point is i'm really not a big movie person although strangely every time somebody drags me to the cinema i'm going Actually, I really do like this experience. Yeah. I, think it's, yeah. I think some of it is that sitting at home, sort of a, a film seems a very long time to sit still and do nothing, <laughs> except at Christmas, obviously. Yeah. Um, but when my daughter was about three, she suddenly got into Narnia. And we had, it was back in the day, we had a cassette tape in the car. And we okay. listened to it for two years till it ran out of life. <laughs> and she could literally recite chunks of it. Mm. And the really interesting thing about that was because Non is a really easy one to jump on for like theology yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of her theology now and understanding of who God is is entirely based on Nani. We still talk about yeah. the deep magic and the deeper magic. Mm-hmm. We still talk about the time when Aslan says we'll talk about it no more. Mm-hmm. And we'll still talk about the deception of the white witch. Yeah. And yeah, so I was I was gonna say, have you found movies a good basis for, for teaching kids theology? Absolutely. And I, I think I'm exactly the same as your daughter in terms, I said, my parents' house is called Narnia. That's where I grew up. Um, oh, so that, I thought that was a joke. No, no, really. It is. Well, Narnia, that's, that's cool. um, and so, yeah, whether it's books or, or audio books, uh, for me, it was certainly my dad reading reading those to us rather than yeah. having a cassette in the car. Um, yeah, not movies at all. And in fact, Narnia is notoriously difficult to put on screen. It it's, resists yeah. kind of a cinema, really. Um, and so I I prefer it as a book, and I prefer it as something to be read and to be read to each other. Um, 
so I exactly the same. I think much of my theology is shaped by Care Paravel and the Stone Table and um, and the Dawn Treader. So much of that is is and clearly Lewis is was writing from a Christian perspective. Yes. And there's a great wealth of literature, which is really fun to get into if you're interested to know how did he write the Narnia stories and what was it that he was drawing on. I think because they're powerful stories, they resonate with us. And the reason they resonate with us is because they're, they ring true. There's something about them that's, that's, that's connected to the way God has really made things. And that's, I think that, the challenge you'll you'll find with any story is to say what about this is 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 true and what are we going to use to decide whether it's true or not sometimes we might mm-hmm. think it's our own experience we might say well it doesn't feel true or i don't like that that was true well that can be hit or miss really the best way of judging whether it it's true or not is to is to put it to look at it through the lenses of the bible and to sort of say, well, what do we know about God from the Bible? What has yeah. God revealed to us in in His Word? And then, what? How do we then think about this film or this um, this book or or whatever else it might be uh, from that perspective? Yeah, that's that's so true. And I think you, for me, I can see that so clearly in Narnia. But then, if I project that onto other stories, my daughter, like when she was little, there was the mm-hmm. same kind of like, why is this character behaving like this? Yeah. How would you feel if you were in that situation? What choices might you make? Yeah. What do you think God was doing in mm. this situation is a great question. Yeah. yeah. So if a parent or a carer is listening to this going, oh, movies, I never thought about Frozen and God, <laughs> what advice would you give them to get them started? Well, listen to the Popcorn Parenting podcast is the, <laughs> the essential advice. But no, I would say, um, I would say if you're, if if you want to start with a film that your children already enjoy, mm-hmm. so if if they do like watching Frozen on repeat and they're yes. constantly running through the kitchen singing "Let It Go," then, um, then investigate that film. Look at at the story of Frozen. Okay, what is going on with Anna and Elsa and and Olaf and and what is what's the 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 story that's being presented? What we find really in Frozen to get slightly sidetracked is that the big anthem, let it go of this kingdom of isolation. And this Elsa is going to go off and be, you know, this queen concerned with kind of a pristine kind of frozen beauty and no one understands her. And she's just got to release out whoever she is. Elsa's not actually the hero of that story. Anna is the hero. She is the one who sacrificially um, comes to rescue. And she's the one who, who redeems the kingdom of Arendelle when it's gone wrong. And so it's honor who is much more of the kind of Christ figure. And the challenge for us is that, um, that uh, Elsa with a crazy sparkle dress and her big kind of show tune is, is the one who who's projecting something which is actually much less than Christian um, and an idea of, of the world, which, which is less so. So I would say if there's a, particular film that your children love then really study it check out the popcorn parenting archive we might have uh, done an episode on it where we've gone into detail on that film um the other option is to say well why not choose a film and then 
sit down with your kids to watch it and I can sort of give you a little kind of suggestion as to films that, uh, was gonna that be my might be. Thing. Was that going to be? Okay, well, yeah. um, I think one, it's always tricky, but um, uh, there are sometimes we're looking for the kind of Jesus on the cross moment. Yeah. And people find that, you know, some of our greatest action adventure stories, some of our greatest hero stories involve this kind of, uh, this character who dies to yeah, save yeah. everyone else. Now that is absolutely glorious when we find it in a movie and um, it can then be a really good basis for a conversation about what Jesus does for us on the cross. There's so much more that Jesus is doing. It always goes through the cross, but so much more of, of yeah. the good news of Jesus um, than simply what is happening when he's dying on the cross. It's never less than that, but there is, there's, there's, there's other aspects of what what Christ does for us. I would say if you're looking for a great film on uh, the kind of the hero who dies to to save, I would go for the Iron Giant. Okay. Um, so it's a film that came out. I think it's about 2000 animated film uh, directed by Brad Bird, who did the the Incredibles movie. If you've heard yeah. the Pixar one, um, and it's based on a book. I think by Ted Hughes and it basically is about this boy in the 1950s in uh sort of north east America mm -hmm. and he's visited by this um this alien stranger robot and uh, it's a just a really sweet story I watch it with my family most kind of um I, I probably watch it every year around October November because it's quite a kind of autumnal film okay so um yeah i really like uh the iron giant as one for those it's um it makes one of my good friends who's now i think 50 uh it makes him cry every time he watches it because he's yeah. sort of uh really wowed by the moment so if you're just thinking i'd like a film which is nice straightforward um here's an example of jesus rescuing us uh, mm -hmm. through his death on the cross which is as christian's parents we're always going to want to talk about um then the iron giant is probably a good one for that i think um surfs up which is i think again early 2000s it's about uh a an international penguin surfing competition Oh, irresistible. It is irresistible. It's absolutely brilliant. It stars uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Zoe Deschanel, and Sheila Berth, John Hedder. And basically all these, these penguins go to this kind of Pacific island to have a surfing contest. And it's just really funny, really fun. It will be, as a for us as a family favorite, you know, we quote that film probably more than any other. And what's I think so great about it is that it it's really about what do we think's most important, what right. do we value most, and so you know is is our desire to be um, the most successful? Are we trying to beat other people? Do we think life is a big competition and that sort of stuff, or are we are we too? Is our pride the problem? You know, so you look at yeah. these characters, you know, lots of them are very kind of um, concerned for their own kind of glory. Um, or is there something 
greater, something better for us. Uh, so lots of fun. I mean, the Christian themes, as I say, a little less obvious, I suppose. A great conversation, though. But really good for conversation. Who's your yeah. favorite character? What bits did you like? You know, simple yeah. questions. Which one's and, most like you? Yeah, that's a very good And which one's most like me? Ask that one. It's like, ooh. <laughs> um, and then I suppose the third one I would say uh, would be the original Toy Story Um now, I have seen uh, that one. Yeah, 1995, I think they came out. Pixar with, uh, you know, I mean, goes without saying who's in it. But, um, yeah, so but Woody and Buzz. And I think the the part of the, the good news of, of the gospel that I think that gets more than anything else is that all these toys are owned by Andy. And because they are owned by Andy, he's written his name on their shoes. They are his treasured possessions and they belong to him and they find their greatest joy and freedom when they are being played with by Andy. That's the purpose for which they exist. They're in relationship with Andy. And, you know, the, the scriptures teach us, God says of, of Israel in, in Exodus 19, you are my treasured possession. Though the whole earth is mine, you will be for me uh, a chosen nation. So, Asking questions off the back of Toy Story again. Who's your favorite character? What's your favorite part? What did you enjoy? Um, but whose name do you think would be written on on your uh, shoe? Who do you belong to? Um, which is such an, a nice, again, simple kind of concept. Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to say as a parent, um, well, the name of Jesus will be on mine. You know, I belong to him and he belongs to me. Um, because he's 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 rescued me and so i find my greatest joy my greatest freedom is found um how that just brings that you know names written on the palm of your hand verse that we know in, in mm. church we hear a lot but you belong to jesus and suddenly yeah. that that becomes a whole different set of truth doesn't it, it yeah yeah you know and, these images and pictures and these things i can see kids going oh gosh yeah got that. Yeah, the emotional resonance of the film, the tension of the film is that these toys might be lost. Yeah. And the great joyful happy ending is that they go back to Andy and they belong to him. And that's I think is such a key part of of um of what connects that film with us. I mean, some people James Carey who hosts the Popcorn Parenting podcast with me, he he actually prefers Toy Story 2, which is a slightly different angle on the same thing, but um Yes, very much um, a story about our belonging to God, our being a treasured possession. Yeah, having having listened to you speak for just a few minutes, and as somebody who is a you know admittedly not a cinema guy, I'm, I'm beginning to see the value of this in in a completely different way, and um, and I'm kind of like the power of story, and you know, your the big themes of life are the big mm. themes, aren't they? And then yeah, wherever we are, absolutely, they do. Yeah. So, yeah, and I reckon I'm going to be watching a few more movies now, <laughs> if that makes you happy. Um, we could talk all day about movies. I'm sure I could. But we don't have all day. So <laughs> I was just going to reiterate, if people want to know more about Popcorn Parenting, they can find it. Yep, we are available where most people get their podcasts, so um, iTunes, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, you, you look at one movie yeah basically per episode we try and just focus in on one thing the latest one we did was on Lightyear, 
Um, and yeah, that was obviously Pixar's latest. Um, and we, we address some of the issues about what are there stories that are just becoming unwatchable for Christians? You know what? What? Which, is, uh, not a which again, yeah, is an, is again a, a a big challenge. But for people who are getting in, sort of wanting to start conversations with their children about faith through films, um, I would say, yeah, what films they're already watching, um, what could you invest in, uh, and and look at? Have we got an episode on it that could help? Yeah, to give them a heads up on on um, things. That's really yeah. helpful. And as always, we have a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. Which movie would you most like to watch with God and why? Which movie would you most like to watch with God and why? Have a great week. Don't forget to come along to the Facebook Lives and to sign up for the Parenting for Faith online Zoom course. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.